and most financial advisors, like you go to somebody, I don't know, Freedom 55, whoever it is that you have your, your money with, they're not going to let you know this, you know. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation, it is Sarah Larby here. And before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? Well, that's our Right Club online community. It's a place where you can find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. And we've got interactive forums, all the podcast episodes, hours of videos, a wide range of real estate investing training and education, tons of great information. It's free to join. Be sure to come grow with us at The Right Club dot com now on with the podcast right club nation welcome back to this week's episode of the right club podcast i'm here with francois we've got some great guests today but before we get into that francois you are doing a bunch of stuff with real estate what's happening these days yeah so i bought a few new multiplexes in uh, new brunswick and my u.s deal is closing any day now i finally got the um, inspection report and I'm looking at Costa Rica and I'm very jealous of your view. So if anybody's tuning in, watching the video, I want Sarah's view. Otherwise, you have to guess what it is. But if you know Sarah at all, it's by a lake, somewhere sunny and warm. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? This is actually probably the last podcast that we're doing until the fall. And so I am a big believer in being outdoors as much as possible. So yeah, absolutely. If I can take a podcast and, uh, and, and do it outdoors, I don't think the wind was too bad. The sound nope. seemed okay. It's not super windy today, so that definitely helped. But uh, I'm all about the sun and enjoying the weather because it, it's going to be gone before we know it. I mean, you know, spring and summer and then that's it. <laughs> and and that's not a winter person. And that's kind of why we do all this. What's your why? I think one of your why is the lifestyle and that part, like just enjoying life. And that's why we do these interviews and do private lending and buying deals and all that, all that stuff. So yeah, when I left uh, my corporate job in October, I figured I'm going to take my summers off. Like, you know, when kids are in school, they take their summers off. Like not saying I'm a kid, but like I can have that lifestyle. Why not? (laughs) Absolutely. Awesome. Well, congrats on uh, on all your deals coming through, Francois. That is uh, that's really cool. And usproperties.ca uh, also did a, a good one for you. And and Costa Rica sounds really interesting. So yes. got lots lots of cool things. I'm working on three development projects right now. And so one's the resort, one's the townhouse uh, build, and then the other one is like two five plexes that uh, we're building in all in the Quarthas. So I'm going to be up here quite wow. a bit. And actually, I don't know if you know, but I just bought an, a cottage some investors, JV partners, uh, and we've been looking for a while, but we got this really awesome cottage. So it's going to be available for rent. I'm going to send it off to uh, the investors to see if anybody wants to rent it for the summer because I know everything is gone right now and then we'll put it on Airbnb afterwards. But uh, super excited about that. It's going to be a fun project. I will tell you that there is like two bunkies on top of the main building and this like 800 square foot garage we're going to turn it into like a fun game room and like make it a fun like bar lounge stuff so i'm excited about that it will take some before and after pictures but uh let's bring in uh victoria and angie pettyjohn from uh you know their mortgage brokers 
that have uh, you know a lot of expertise working with investors. In addition to that, um, a lot of expertise in borrowing and lending private funds. So we talk about that. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Don't forget to rate and review on Apple's podcast or wherever else you listen to your podcast. So let's bring them in and uh, enjoy today's show. Angie and Victoria, welcome. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. How are you doing? I'm excellent. I'm, we're excited to have a mom and daughter today on our show, and, uh, and thank you for being on. So we, uh, we have lots of questions for you today and, and lots of directions that we can take this, but uh, before we get started, maybe just a, a brief background on what each of you are currently doing in real estate. That would be perfect to, to start there. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Francois, uh, Right Club Nation. Um, I'm Angie Petty-John. I'm with the Windrose uh, team. I'm a mortgage broker. And what I do and love is I'm part, I do passive lending. I've been doing it for a number of years, but because of the Right Club and our involvement the last couple of years, I'm starting to get that bug. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to say never, but I'm, I'm thinking about it. Awesome. And so, Victoria, what about you? Uh, so I'm, I'm a mortgage agent and I'm Angie's underwriter. And so I haven't um, personally invested in real estate, but I've, I've been getting the bug. My, my partner, he does. And so I've been following along with, with his journey and helping him do some of the stuff like behind the scenes. And so I, def- I definitely want to invest in the future. I just, I just haven't, haven't pulled the plug yet. We're, we're- you know, being self-employed, we, we understand the struggles uh, as well. We're not just hearing the pain. We feel the pain as well. Absolutely. So you're predominantly helping real estate investors with their financing and ensuring that they can keep scaling. Uh, so you're, you're, you're in, quite involved in the industry and, and working for uh, Claire Drage from the Winrose Group, you know, one of the you know, biggest mortgage brokerages, uh, in my opinion, at least for, you know, in Ontario. Uh, how, many, how many agents are there in total? Well, uh, funny enough, we, uh, Claire had scaled her business to about 70 or 80. Um, part of the investor team, we had a group of about six or so. Recently, Claire made a massive announcement that she's zeroing in on her own business. She's at that point in her life where you know, she wants to spend time with her family. For, I mean, this is why we do it, right? We, we want to spend time with our family, uh, with her grandbabies. So um, Victoria and I uh, have been asked to stay on, which has been a massive uh, blessing um, for us. So there's right now, there's a commercial specialist, a specialist, Emil, and ourselves on the investor side. And then we have someone um, whom you haven't met, Peter, he does the uh, uh, sourcing of private funds and that sort of thing. All right. So let's, let's talk about private money and essentially, and, and how you support investors uh, by either borrowing that or, or lending it out. Um, you know, either one of you can answer. Yeah, sure. Victoria, why don't you uh, talk about how we um, underwrite a, a deal in, in order for them to qualify for the private money to begin with? Sure. So, um, originally, so not originally, but like uh, at the beginning, we basically have like our initial call with the investors and we want to see kind of like what they've done and we want to mitigate the, the risk too for, for our private lenders. And so we're seeing what they've done, um, any history, all their documents, like every single document. And we, we basically want to make sure that like they are who they, they say they are. And so when we, 
go through um, all their stuff, we put together their package, and we then just match up uh, a private lender with our, our borrowers. And, and yeah. Yeah, we, we, we start off by, you know, this, the sniff test, as we call it. You know, mm-hmm. we, we love to say we trust, but we want to verify everything. So even though the documentation is uh, pretty uh, heavy, we don't necessarily send all of that to our, um, our lender. We, um, we ho- just because it's private lending, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're, you're free to, to have terrible credit scores and that sort of thing. No, it's, I find it's actually sometimes the opposite. It's even more uh, critical, but then timelines are different because sometimes private lenders, I don't know with you, but is it shorter? Because sometimes private money, that's the big advantage. It's quicker or. Yeah. I mean, we always say start as soon as you have. um, uh, Don't don't look at us when you finally have found a property. Come to us before that. Let us underwrite the borrower first so that we can we are the matchmakers so if you if you wait to the last minute and we don't know who you are your your borrowing background your your anything well don't come to us at the last minute and expect us to find a private lender because we're we're matchmakers we have lenders who don't want to go to 80 percent loan value and you need a lender that goes to 80 percent so that help us alleviate those hurdles and go directly to a lender because we know your file already. And you're a private lender yourself, Angie, from what I understand. So what yeah. do you look for? Do you do the same underwriting or if you'd walk us through that? Yeah, absolutely. So before starting on Claire's team, you know, I didn't really understand the significance. Like I did, I knew that first and second mortgages, um, there was more risk in a second than a first, but this world of investing where you understand the borrower has experience, been there, done that, has, um, you know, massive portfolio that just wasn't in my realm of thought before. So I was just looking for a first mortgage or a second mortgage and the location, maybe geographical, it's GTA, loan of value is about, you know, 65 to 70%. Well, now I know that I can go to 80% on a, on a first. I, I primarily focus on first and I primarily focus on real estate investors. Like I would lend all day long to Sarah Larby and to yourself, Francois. Like you've been there, you've done that. I, I know your backgrounds, uh, but, and, we, and I stay away from second mortgages now, those consolidation loans, those, those people who are desperate to hold on to their homes. Those over the years, and Victoria can attest to that, those have been the ones that we've had most trouble with. So I've adjusted how I lend based on my learnings throughout the years. And I've, I focus in on, on mo- mainly a real estate investor and a first mortgage. Awesome. And do you mostly focus on non-registered or registered funds or is it a mix of both? Um, maybe you can expand a little bit on that part. Well, we, for me personally, or, 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 or business. Just, sure, you, you personally, and then the business. How about that? Yeah. Um, for me personally, Victoria, you can answer the business part. Um, we've done both. We've used our registered funds. They do need to be ready at Community Trust or Olympia Trust. Um, it's a longer process, takes about 10 days for those funds to be 
uh, transferred over and then for the lawyer to do their due diligence, they definitely need an appraisal or MP MPS, uh, Victoria, uh, MPC. The, uh, um, not the appraisal, but the document that states the, uh, the value of the property. The impact. Uh, MPAC. Oh my goodness. MPAC. <laughs> See what happens when you have an underwriter and not reviewing all those documents anymore. They definitely need that. But I, yeah, I've done, I've done both sides. I've done cash and I've done um, registered funds. It's just the process is a little, little different. And so um, as Sarah and myself and people in the right club, we can refer to you private lenders because I get asked quite often, I have money. I don't know what to do. And I'm not a mortgage broker, so I could send people your way and then you would match make for them, I guess. Yeah, 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 of course. So when, when we get new private lenders too, we do the sniff test as well. We want to make sure that they are who they say they are, that their funds are legitimate. And so we do have a form through a brokerage that they would fill out. They have a conversation with Angie. Um, we get their ID. We get 90-day history of funds to make sure that it's all there. Um, and then basically, as soon as they're ready, we're ready and we can start sending them like investor uh, proposals to, to get them started. And we always say it's really important and key to work with mortgage brokers who do private lending on, on a daily basis. Um, I've seen some deals that have come my way through friends because I may not have a deal ready to go. And they've sent me an email from a broker that basically has loan to value and you know, how much they need. Never get involved in those types of deals. Always get a full package. Like our packages are impeccable if we should say so ourselves. I mean, with Claire's backing, how can they not be, right? So always work with a broker who does this on an ongoing basis. I can't tell you how bad it can go if you don't. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a moment and introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, privatebuyers.ca. On your team of experts, you're going to want to make sure that you have a great wholesaler that's going to bring you some great deals off market. So most real estate investors, they're struggling to find their next deal. Private buyers, they help investors by bringing them some off-market opportunities at under market value so that they can make more money. These discounted real estate deals are not on the MLS. They've been found by privatebuyers.ca who will then send them to your inbox. And they're also gonna focus on your criteria and your goals and send you some tailored deals that match your needs. It's just really simple, guys. Just go to privatebuyers.ca, fill out the form, and start getting and seeing some available off-market opportunities. Privatebuyers.ca. Now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. You always want to dot your dot your I's, cross your T's as much as possible and do your due diligence. I think you talked to Angie a little bit about how you you loan out, um, but just what about the business as a whole? Like, is there, you know, a cap to, you know, a certain amount of loan to value? Is there, uh, you know, any any other criteria around that for second, third mortgages? Like, how does that all work? Yeah, so um, so with the, the business, so when we're matching up our private lenders and stuff, it's all dependent on their criteria. So we do have some lenders who like going to 100% loan to value, and then some are who are more conservative between like 50 to 65%. So it really just depends on, on the situation um, and also what the investor has. So in their portfolio, do they have a lot of assets? Do they have a full-time job? Um, like what is their like what does their package look like as well and then and then it it basically it depends yeah and then and then for our um 
investors that have massive portfolios, that's when we can get even more creative, you know, with the other people's money, the OPM, prom notes. Um, we have a scale of lending, you know, from first mortgages, then we add on um, down payment, closing costs, renovation costs. It really depends on the experience of, of the investor and how far we can lend to them. So Victoria's job is always to uh, figure out that scale. Sometimes investors aren't happy with it, but uh, we have to, so we mitigate our own risk as our business based on, you know, how we, how we've underwritten the, the files as well. All right. So it's, it sounds like, um, you know, for the right investor, the right deal with the right lender, you know, piece together, uh, you know, definitely money, money would be quite available. What are like a typical like rate average for first or second mortgages right now that you're, you're seeing, I mean, maybe from the, the low to the high as an example for, for first and seconds. Yeah. So uh, on first mortgages, we're seeing a rate depending on loan to value. It all depends geographical area, loan to value and all this, but typically there it's in the um, 10% range. So how that's broken up could be 6.99 and 2.99. It could be like, you know, eight and two could be nine and one. So that's generally a first mortgage. And then if it's over like those jumbo mortgages over a million dollars, we might see a one percentage higher. So maybe 11% and how that's split up between the, um, the monthly payment and the, and the lender fee is a little different. And then um, uh, second mortgages, again, we tend to shy away from second mortgages because those are the homeowners that tend to be in trouble. But we do see those, those uh, rates between uh, 10 and 14, maybe even 15%. And again, the split depends on a, a lot of things, the loan of value and um, uh, geographical area and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, so money is accessible, but it's a little bit more expensive and hopefully there yeah. is an exit. I'm guessing when you're doing your underwriting, you're looking for an exit and to ensure that that person is going to have a plan, whether it's, you know, three months, six months, one year, uh, et cetera, to be out of that money either by selling or refinancing with, a, you know, with, with your firm again, uh, with a, a lender, B lender, credit union, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. What are you seeing, you know, in today's market right now? I mean, there's, you know, crazy bidding wars on, ten, you know, 10, 10 offers on one property, prices just out of the, you know, ballpark. What are you seeing, just to switch it up a little bit, um, just even from a, a, an appraiser standpoint, um, and it could be from a private, like if somebody's private lending or, or not, um, you know, what are, like, what are some things that are, are changing, you know, from appraisals that we're seeing versus maybe two years ago? Yeah, um, we're seeing timelines change and we're seeing appraisers declining appraisals. It's, it's a phenomenon I've never seen in my, in my whole career. Um, so there's nothing, there's no quick close right now. That's what really what we're seeing. So have all your ducks in a row. We mentioned earlier um, is really really key during this time frame because you're going to want to jump on that property um, as soon as you see it. So if you have to waive condition uh, for uh, your conditions, which most most investors do, you know that then we've got some time for that appraisal. Um, we're seeing that there's emotional buyers. Well 
this last week has been a little funny because things have seemed a little to slow down a bit, but we did see emotional buyers. So the investors were really contending with, with home buyers, which um, the, they won't make their numbers work, but then the home buyers are buying things hundred, you know, hundred thousand over ask. Any, anything you want to ask, uh, add Victoria on your side? Yeah. So I'm, I'm seeing, so the emotional buying as well. So I'm seeing that the appraisers, sometimes the appraisals are coming in a little lower than what I've seen people purchasing. Um, some appraisers are better at uh, gauging the market as well. There's some like investor focused uh, appraisers. And so they can see things that have sold and stuff like that. And so some I've seen comparables too, uh, before like September, 2020, October, 2020, when the market wasn't as crazy. So we are having to go back and like, you know, ask the appraiser, okay, can you like relook at some of uh, some of the comparables and stuff um, as like the market isn't how it was before. It is a little crazier. So we are seeing like the, the values um, coming in a little, little less than, than before. Yeah. And we've adjusted to our underwriting instead of, so when we're looking at burrs, we know that some people have to perhaps leave a little bit of their money in it. So we're adjusting our underwriting to uh, incorporate that. So we're very conservative. We run the numbers at 70% the after repair value. And uh, we make sure ahead of time, obviously, that they that the investor can qualify for that 70% ARV. Um, and then if they get the 80, um, then that's bonus. I'm curious to ask you, Angie, so you, again, going back to their private lending, how did you grow your fund? Like, how did that happen as a yeah, private so lender? Yeah, so we had our we had RSP funds already just sitting there at you know a financial institution, and I was introduced to this about eight years ago and how to use your RSPs to as as funds to lend. So that's how I I started with that. But then with um, the cash side, it's um, equity in our own home. So uh, and because of that, you know we can it's a write off it's a mortgage, but we can write off, write it off because it's, it's um, a home equity line of credit. And that's essentially what we've been doing for several years now. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Right Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton and Brantford areas. And for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. That's right. And Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely. And they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life, but when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I mean, and I don't think that a lot of people think of being able to utilize, you know, their funds to loan out. You know, sometimes that's like an, an afterthought. And, uh, and especially when it comes to registered funds, because there's tons of people that are, you know, sitting on 
sitting on, you know, 4%, 3% annual income from, you know, measly mutual fund returns. Why do you think that the banks don't encourage people to do that? And they encourage more, you know, along the lines of like investing in like mutual funds of, of their own? I think it just comes down to how they mitigate their risk, right? Like the government sees real estate investing as one of the most extreme um, high risk activities. You know, uh, we have hundreds and hundreds of investors who can prove them wrong, but they just, it's just the box that they're in. They want to mitigate the risk. So they don't, um, they, they just don't advertise that you can self-direct your, your own registered funds. Yeah. And it takes away money, I think, from, from them because you'd have to move it over to Community Trust and Olympia well, Trust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and most financial advisors, like you go to somebody, um, I don't know, Freedom 55, whoever it is that you have your, your, your money with, they're not going to... Um, they're not going to let you know this, you know, because that is going to be a a chunk of change that you're taking away from their own portfolio. Self-directing means you're taking control of your registered funds. Like we've got, and and minimum is 50K. We've got deals up in Sault Ste. Marie with some incredible experienced um, real estate investors that you can use 50K and, and help lend to them. It's really an incredible means to grow your, your, your wealth as well. Mm-hmm. As a follow-up question, so Victoria, what brought you into this world? Like I know there's mom, obviously, <laughs> but what's your interest? How do you enjoy this? Or <laughs> Yeah, so I guess it goes back to like when I was in high school. So um, when I was in high school, I used to do my mom's admin and some of her social media, and I've kind of just been around the mortgage brokering business my whole life. My, my dad also had his license at one point. Um, he no longer does, but, uh, yeah, so I've been around it my whole life. And then once I graduated university, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I was like, well, you know what, I'll, I'll try it out. We gave ourselves two years and it's been going well ever since. And then I got like, the real estate bug uh, when we started at, on Claire's team, we got introduced to the right club, started hearing all the stories. And then my, my partner, he invests. So I started seeing it through him. And then I've just, yeah, it's just kind of like been a, a roller coaster, like all the way from like the beginning, all the way to, to now. Very cool. And, and how is it working, you know, together just day to day, day in, day out, you know, or are things, are, are you closer than you were before? Um, you know, how's that relationship? Yeah, so uh, we've always been close. Uh, she's one of my best friends. I've always, I've always thought that. And so we, we've always been close. And it's, it was an adjustment at first, being from like a mother daughter relationship to a working relationship. But I, I, th- I think we've stayed like as close as we were. And I, I think that helps us too with our communication and, and knowing that we can trust one another. Uh, we used to be in the same office. We're not anymore. I moved out and, and yeah. Yeah. That was the biggest adjustment for, for me was when she left because Vic, I've always leaned on Victoria for the technology aspect. And then as you know, COVID happened and I had to learn all of this just like the rest of the world. And it didn't, it didn't break me. In fact, we had probably our best year ever. So yeah, that's awesome. Congrats. Congrats. 
Thank so you. I'm just I'm just curious because obviously you know you're seeing deals coming in and you're seeing deals you know being loaned on and borrowed and that kind of stuff. You know what are our risks and downsides? Because I mean sometimes we talk so much about like all the great things that happen for real estate investing and how you know we have access to money or you know there's money that you can loan out, but nothing is risk free and there's always going to be some downsides. So if one of you can can talk about that and uh, you know what to be cautious about. Sure, I, I can start with that. I mean, the, the biggest risk um, is nothing is guaranteed. Um, you can lose all your money. Um, and I mean, this is, it's the scariest thing and that's what people don't want to hear, but it's important that you do understand that, that nothing is guaranteed. Um, and there are going to be bumps along the way. There are going to be, there's timelines can be extended. There can be... Um, an, like a, an illness or something that will delay you getting your money back. I mean, that's the biggest risk. Um, and it's important, like we said, mentioned earlier, that you, you understand those risks so that you, you know how to mitigate them. And being part of a team like the Petty John team and the Rinrose team is, is mitigation of all of that, how to make sure that, that there's, you're, you're going to get your money back in the end. Victoria, do you have any? Yeah, I think too, it's like also understanding the markets and, and stuff that, that you're investing in, whether it's like the active investor or the passive investor. Um, I know that I've, I've seen that where, um, I know I've seen in my time where the markets have gone crazy, so it's been awesome, but there's also been the times where they've crashed. And so understanding what that looks like too, um, and knowing that it could happen, that real estate is high risk, um, it's high risk, high reward. So, yeah, and and being the expert, so you really do need to take responsibility and be the expert on where you're lending or where you're investing. Yeah, I think part of it too is just like that loan to value, right? I mean, as somebody that's a hundred percent loan to value versus somebody that's you know at, at seventy mm. on a first mortgage, uh, that first mortgage person gets paid out before the second mortgage person. So I think it's also risk tolerance, and hence why, you know, the the cost of first is less expensive than the cost of the second, and the cost of third is a lot more expensive because yeah. that's the order that people get paid out in should something happen. Yeah. Yeah, and, and um, that's a good point. I mean, and that's a simple one is understanding the loan to value of, of the project that you're lending on um, and understanding that, that, you know, you may want that buffer. And before, before the first mortgage gets paid out, there's other things that come ahead of you, like lawyer fees, uh, realtor commissions, um, if there's, you know, taxes that needed to be paid, anything government comes ahead. So, if you're not comfortable going to 100% because you don't know who Sarah Larby is, well, then you, you would end up probably around the 80% so that till you get more comfortable with Sarah and her deals, and then most likely you'll start increasing it to, to 100%. But if that's never in your wheelhouse, then, then you know, just stick to the, to the 80% so you're lessening your risk. I'm curious to ask, Victoria, have you seen some really, really creative deals, something really complicated? And I don't know, I'm just dying to ask. <laughs> I've seen some, I guess, some creative ones where I've, I've seen investors like blanket their properties so that they can get out at like 
um, extra funds that they're borrowing from mom and dad and that they're pulling from this line of credit, that line of credit to make sure that their, um, what is it, that their, their, low, like their rates are, are a little lower um, too. Uh, I'm trying to think of, of any Well, really our full spectrum, the scale of lending 100% the not only 100% the value of the property, but including closing fees and renovation costs. I mean, that's been probably the most creative. And along the way, having to uh, keep raising the money on prom notes so that the investor can complete their their projects. You mentioned prom notes, and I, uh, I feel like I need to ask you while while we're on the topic. You know, that's obviously not tied to real estate, but what are your thoughts? You know, what are like you know, do you do a lot of them? Do you caution people against it? Thoughts on prom notes? Well, I'll go. My thoughts and Victoria will say her thoughts were, were, were different on this because she's the underwriter. Um, we would only lend on a, we would only lend a prom note if um, we were very, very secure in who the investor is that we were lending it to. Um, you have to have at least three or four uh, properties under your belt. You had to have proven to us that you're on time and on budget, um, that there's good repayment, that there was good lift. So there's a, there's a lot that goes into those especially. Um, and we're very, very conservative on how we would underwrite. We'd only go to 80% the, a, the ARV. Um, and like I said earlier, we've kind of scaled that back during this time to 70% the ARV. Uh, and then the real estate investor may have to find another means to close close that out. But we are along the way keeping track of the the project. Um, again, it has to be with a real estate investor that we feel very very confident about. So it's now, Victoria. Sounds, sorry, go ahead, sir. I was going to say. So it sounds like what you're saying, in your opinion, is is they build a track record with you. You know, the first one they may not get. You know, everything that they want. The second one maybe a little bit more. The third one, and at some point they've built enough trust and a reputation with your company that thing more doors open up. Essentially, is what you're saying. Yeah, I, uh, that's it. And and Victoria, do you want to give your underwriting? Yeah. So I guess just tacking on to kind of what um, Angie was saying. It's when I'm looking at for, for Palm Note Investing, I'm a little bit more conservative than, than Angie is as well. Like I'm looking for those like top tier investors. So once they've done a couple properties with us, it's like, do they have savings to fall back on? What if the property doesn't get the lift that they want? Do they have other properties that they could, if they absolutely needed to sell, could they liquidate any of um, like stocks or do they have RSPs that they could like pull out to pay back this money? Um, and so like, I'm always looking at the worst case scenario, I guess, with, with prom notes, cause they're not tied to, to real estate. Yeah. And that's where I think that partnership between us works really well is because, um, we can debate the, the project amongst ourselves. And then we come to a happy medium with where we're, we're happy to, to lend on. And you know, obviously there's a lot of lenders out there. Um, I'm just curious, you know, what makes you and your company different than others out there? Well, I, it's because we understand it because I'm a lender myself and I understand that aspect of it. Um, I've just been very fortunate to know a lot of people who have the funds and are now very, very happy with us. And we just keep rinse and repeating with those lenders. 
um, and being part of the right club and them seeing us here. We've, we've been very fortunate enough where people have come forward and wanting to lend to us because we are part of this group. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And, it, and I know you've done a lot of business on, on both sides, the, the borrowing and the lending piece for a lot of our right club communities. So thank you guys for, uh, for the continued support. So the, well, next, thank you. <laughs> the next part of the podcast, Angie and Victoria, is our lightning round. So Francois and I will ask you a series of four questions. Everybody gets the same questions and you can give us the first answer that comes to mind. So we'll get an answer from each of you. Are you ready to play? Yes. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email, daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. All right, question number one, Victoria, maybe we'll start with you on this one. What is the best advice that you have ever received from another investor or at a networking event? So my be the best advice I've received is start when you are ready. So don't start because someone's pressuring you to, to do it. Start because you feel 100% that you are ready and you, you can commit to it. All right, great advice. Angie, what about you? Um, I was going to say that, Victoria. <laughs> I would say the best advice was like have all your ducks in a row. All right, very that, cool. Yeah. yeah, it's essential yeah. in 2021. Uh, so our next question is, what's your favorite resource, real estate investing resource, a book, a person, a club? something me uh, um so my favorite resource is is claire drage actually um i've been able to pick her brain over the last two years and and she's been such a wealth of knowledge that i've been i've been able in all her webinars everything it, it's it's her yeah i have to say the same and also uh, was very fortunate um, to be in a networking group with dylan Suter. so uh when he first started so yeah, the two of them are, are um, high on my list. All right, very cool. So Angie, we'll start with you on this next question. What is the one attribute that has made you most successful? My determination and my, I, I just won't take no for an answer. I just keep going. Awesome, good. And what about you, Victoria? I guess uh, the way I, I analyze stuff, uh, being an underwriter, like you really need to have that that focus to, in order to do it. And I, I think that's what, what has made me most successful. Excellent. And Victoria, starting off with you, what do you typically do on a Sunday morning? Uh, Sunday morning, I'm curled up on the couch drinking my coffee and hanging out with, with my cats and trying to, to watch something, but probably not because they're, they're all over me. <laughs> and Angie, what about yourself? How do you start Sunday mornings? Well, depends on if there was a Leaf game the night before and how my mood is. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, I do. I start my day every day sitting outside. Um, I have my cup of coffee outside with my husband and we talk about what we're planning for the day. And then we go, we always go for a very, very long walk or hike. And yeah, we start our day from there. 
That sounds That's awesome. a lovely lifestyle. <laughs> and and I and I see your maple leaf. Is it a jersey or something in the back there? Oh, that's yeah, that's a signed little flag that I have. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, Angie Victoria, where can our Right Club Nation reach out and find out more? So you can reach out to Angie at pjmortgages.com. We're on social media as the Petty John team. Reach out anytime. My phone number is 416-970-9107. And Victoria being my underwriter, um, will receive the emails as well. All right. Amazing. Angie, Victoria, any final last words of advice for Right Club Nation? Yeah, I want to say always start with your why. Figure that out. Figure out what your purpose is in, in real estate investing. And then, um, and then call the Petty John team. <laughs> Victoria, final last words? I'm echoing what what Angie said. Just get your ducks in a row first. It it makes it so much less stressful when you have it in in a row. Awesome. Victoria, Angie, thank you so much for being on the show today. And uh, and, and folks, reach out to them if you're looking for private money to loan out, to borrow, or mortgages in general. So thanks for being on. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, Sarah. So what did you think about the interview? I love the uh, more information about the private lending and how it works as a mortgage broker. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, private lending, if you are loaning out your money, it could be another strategy a, to, to boost your cash flow, but also to be a little bit more hands-off versus maybe doing the, an actual burr, right? So there's different types of, of strategies for different people. You might have some RSPs that you're like, I don't want to be necessarily, you know, taking a chance on whether I'm going to get three or 6% or, or what it is. I'd rather, you know, know that I'm getting 10% or I'd rather know I'm getting whatever that, that amount is and loan it out that way. So there's, there's tons of different strategies. I thought it was really cool that they also work together mother and daughter team any big takeaways on your end so the mom and daughter team is really cool my kids are getting up to that age now set 15 and 17 so at some point I'm hoping they'll work with me and how do you balance that now it's no longer okay mom's gonna call you back you have to say Angie so it's kind of cool seeing that And as investors, sometimes you might want to invest with your own kids or siblings or so it's cool to see that family tie and and sometimes it's part of your why my why is my family. So why not work with my family? So it sounds amazing. That's really cool. And I loved how uh, Angie already knew about private lending many years ago. So it's great that she had a major head start. And now she's thinking about investing in real estate. So (laughs) so it's just a great interview. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Come grow with us and don't forget we're living our dreams and come join us to live your dream as well. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.